0: We represent you. Attack the short side again. Two come away. Tedesco potted in. This time it's Kieran's support. We feel you by your presence. a start, and from the half he's going to make it. Well, he's done it all his own skipper. Rio Rua.
1: Well, Roosters fans, there's 40,000 reasons why it's great to be a Rooster in season 2021. Regardless of result, regardless of injury, geez, we're proud of our boys. Silky and Bells, welcome to an action-packed week of Roosters Radio and All Rise. We have none other than our chairman, Nick Politis, gracing us with his presence as he does every year, or as we like to call him on Roosters Radio, Saint Nick. Firstly, Silky, welcome. How did you see it?
2: Wow. Yeah, it's been a big week in rugby league, but Bush, firstly, can I just say a big shout out to Joey Manu. We will touch on his injury and the incident shortly, but uh, I know he's in hospital. I know he listens to the show. So Joey, on behalf of all Roosters fans, mate, uh, wish you a speedy recovery.
3: Yes, boys. It wasn't great to see one of our favourites, Joey, go down in such a terrible accident on the field and um, all our hearts go out to him, that's for sure. On Saturday morning, I was really thinking about him and I... I actually sent Robbo a text just telling him that, you know, I was praying for him and praying for his family and really just hoping that the operation went well for him. And Robbo texted me back and he just said, yeah, thanks, Bells. Thanks for your thoughts and prayers. And um, look, Joey's doing okay after the operation and he's getting a lot of support. So, you know, our thoughts and prayers are still with Joey. And um, may you have a speedy recovery, mate.
2: Well, I note that uh, Coach Robinson spent most of the night, as a matter of fact... 3am. Uh, yeah, with Joey Manu in the hospital. So, uh, yeah, we're all thinking of you, Joey, and uh, look forward to seeing you bigger and better next year.
1: Yeah. I also note that our chairman was really emotional. I mean, we know he wears his heart on his sleeve with our players. We know how much this club means to him. We know what he've, what he's done. Fans love him. Players love him and all the staff love him. And, you know, to see him, I talked to him about lining up the interview today and he just said it it brought him to tears, you know, to see a, a guy like Joey Manuel And I think rugby league fans across the board, we're not going to go in and talk on Roosters Radio about the incident because it's been done to death in the media. Everyone's got an opinion on it. We all saw what, what happened and, and it was also unfortunate. But I will say this. Rugby league fans don't want to see a good player like Joey Manu or a good player like Latrell Mitchell lose, you know, the next six weeks in the finals, you know. It's just really unfortunate. But let's talk about the football. It was some massive highlights with 15 minutes to go. I've got to be honest with you, at 24-12, Latrell going into the bin, I thought we were a big chance. And I just want to digress for one second. I talked to, you know, a director in Luke Rickardson this week just about the pride in the team, and he talked about how, you know, in eras, he said, mate, this is one of the greatest years of football. I backed that up talking to Andrew Jolla from HTL, a sponsor of the club, and he was talking to me, that the talk amongst the fans and and people he deals with on a business level, he's got some top CEOs out there not recounting a season like this for anyone having injuries and talking about how proud I are of this team. And you saw that passion come out in Coach Robinson. So the end score didn't probably suit us. You know, We all saw what happened, Adam Reynolds, come on and, and put on a masterclass and, you know, we run out of gas, as it's often said by many people. But what a great performance to that 15-minute.
2: I agree, Bush. Look, Coach Robinson even mentioned it in the press where he, he kind of uh, he went the way of saying, look, it's very rare that you go into a press conference getting beat 54-12. to 12 And you can say that I'm proud of the performance of my players. Look, come the end there, we were down a couple of troops, obviously. We had front rowers, second rowers defending out in the centres. They put a couple of tries on. And, uh, look... That's what it was once again, uh, like Verrill, 60 tackles, Herculean effort outstanding. The, the game itself, we, we did kind of claw our way back into it. But once again, I, I have to say it like the, our Achilles heel and particularly coming into semifinals, completion rate, 74%, I think South completed in the in the mid 80s. we have to get that right if we want to be competitive.
1: Sure. And, Bells, I know that you'd be uh, stoked about this and so is our club. Two debutants. I mean, your father played at the Roosters. Your husband played at the Roosters. Both got player numbers. How proud would Brad Abbey be and Moala Graham Tafua, who have uh, respectively become Roosters 1206 and 1207?
3: Oh, definitely, boys. I, I think they'll be very proud, especially at the moment um, with the club in the way that it is and just the heart and the soul that is actually being poured out onto the field at the moment. And to be a part of that is awesome. I thought the boys were valiant again, as you guys just said. And in that first half, I just, I said, I turned to my husband, Mick, and I said, oh, we're really going to get touched up here. You know, this is, this is not looking good. And then I tell you at half time, I don't know what was in the oranges, but they just came out and they had a really good start to the second half. And then obviously, you know, the incident happened and we got trampled in the end, but they did really well, the boys, they did really well.
2: Some positives to pull out of this match, of course, is some of the game time. Some of our younger players got young Nefarhu White, of course, Fletcher Baker. I think he played fair, considerable amount of time. But Egan Butcher, he was—he looked like he was nearly on there for the whole, the whole match.
1: Yeah, great minutes from Egan Butcher. I thought he really stood up and showed what we've been talking about on Roosters Radio. He's re-signed recently, played with the confidence of his brother. You wouldn't know it was the difference between Egan and Nat if you, you know, didn't know him. But uh, you know, one thing that stood out for me was. The way our coach addressed it at the end of the game of the press conference, I think he stood up for his players. I think we expected it. It was something that every rugby league fan anticipated. He didn't miss, but I don't think he went overboard and I thought he was so classy as he always is. Bells, how did you see it? Because I thought Robo did what we wanted and he stood up for our team, he stood up for our club and he stood up for Joey.
3: In Robo, we trust, that's for sure. <laughs> no, he did it. He was calm, he was collective. He knew what he wanted to say. He knew he wanted to get that message across and he did it really well.
2: I thought he was frustrated. There was a there was a tone in his voice where it just it just enough was enough. He was so calculated, and in, in he had examples from previous games, which I thought was interesting. I had a smile on my face, and uh, you know, like the great Danny Caffey said at the front of the show, there we want answers. <laughs> so. And not but, circus music. Yeah, yeah, but look, it was it was good. I thought it was good. I think the majority of rugby league fans doesn't matter who you support agree with uh, a lot of what to say. But once again, we don't want to get stuck in the weeds, criticising officials and all that rest of it. Uh, we'll speak to. Uh, Our chairman, Nick Politis, who I'm sure he'll have some interesting views on it. And I cannot wait for that.
1: No, I cannot wait, Silky. And uh, it was nice to talk to uh, our chairman Monday and lock him in for today's interview. And I tell you what, get ready, fans, because he's coming up right after this. You're on Roosters Radio. And when we come back, the chairman, Nick (coughs) Politis. Well, Roosters fans, it's about this time every year. We go to the top. Silky and I go to church on the Sunday. We talk to the priest. We talk to the prime minister. And then... We talk to the Queen of England and finally we get access to the man that we're about to introduce you to. He is the backbone of this club. He is a man that spent 45 years. He loves the place like nothing else. He has bring us in the last seven years, three premierships, and that is why we call him Saint Nick. St. Nick, Politis, welcome to Roosters Radio, a <laughs> man that has been the driving force behind a great Juggernaut of success. Mate, we love talking to you on Roosters Radio. The fans love talking to you. We have a bit of banter and a bit of fun, but welcome.
0: Thank you very much, guys. Fantastic. Uh, introduction's a bit too much, but anyway, I'll take it, you know.
1: Well, mate, you deserve it. You've put that much time, effort, energy, and of course, put your money where your mouth is, and it's other clubs that don't like us, and mate, we stand strong. No, they don't.
0: We they stand don't. strong That's behind beautiful. you. I like it when they hate us. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it just fuels us, as you said in the last uh, last time we had John. So, Mister Chairman, we want to uh, kick off by saying thank you to Parramatta, and I uh, just want to see if you can confirm or deny this little story that Silky and I come up with. Allegedly, Arthur Beetson and Jack Gibson were playing cards up in heaven. Now, I know you're in contact with them through uh, you know spiritual sources and everything else, maybe yeah. the Greek Church. <laughs> Apparently Arthur turned to Jack last week and said, mate, our record's at stake. What are you going to do here? And Jack said, mate, I've got Politis on the ground. Leave it
0: with me. I don't know what you did. Exactly, exactly. It worked. (laughs) I didn't break it. Didn't break it.
1: I don't know what you did, but apparently. There is a God
0: up there. There there, is a God.
1: (laughs) There's a God. And also
0: on that point, you know, like we don't want to knock uh, Melbourne because they are are a fantastic team. But the game now is different than what it was in uh, 94, you know, totally different. And – like now what's happened basically is they watered down defence so much the last couple of years with all these real changes. And uh, that's why you see this. It's a big gap between the three or four or five uh, teams that got great attacking, fast attacking players and the ones that haven't. And that's totally different to back in those days when defence was paramount. You know, Jack Gibson, you mentioned Jack Gibson used to say to me, I remember, It's all our game's all about defence. If at the end of the game... The score is zero zero. We haven't lost, have we? You know, but now it's we moved away from defence to and open up the game with the new rules at six again and all that. And it's all about attack. And it's um, wonderful if you're supporting one of those teams. And hopefully we'll be one of them next year with Kiri coming back and and uh, Connor Watson. So what I'm saying is, it's if you're a fan of those cl- four or five clubs that got these attacking players like we have with Desco and Kiri and Melbourne with Papenhauser and a Cleary and uh again you know, Tommy Turbo, you know it's enjoyable. But then the other seven or eight clubs at the bottom, they haven't got those players. I think their fans are going to get really pissed off and and turn off the you know the TV. You know you can't keep watching your team losing by thirty, forty, fifty, sixty points week after week. That's the thing I'm i always uh, arguing with the NRL in that we need to go back to the game we had and we had for a hundred odd years. So, Nick,
2: where's the game at in your view? With all the rule changes you just mentioned, it, in your view, is the product better or worse than what it used to be?
0: Well, I think it's, it's worse because, I mean, look, for us it probably suits us, the rules, but it's for the game overall, as I said, people are supporting the seven or eight clubs at the bottom. I mean, if we don't go back to where we were, don't change some of, some of those rules back, right now we can all predict next year's outcome. You know, the same three or four or five clubs will be at the top. There won't be a change because you know, most of the clubs just haven't got those attacking players. There's not enough of those players to, to go around and have all 16 clubs competitive with the new rules. So I think they need to go back and, and tune it back to where, the way we were to create a tight games. I mean, you can always stay in the game with good defence if, if you haven't got smart attacking players. So you've seen it before even with State of Origin, you know, close scores, 10-8, 12-8, 12-10, you know what I mean? Because you can always defend and stay in the game with good defence. But now with the new rules, you need you need those fast players, you know, and it shows. You know, Look look at the for and against. If you haven't seen anything like it, we've got Melbourne a plus 700 and it's as ridiculous you've got, you've got teams now in the top eight like, you know, if you've got a top eight, that means you're a pretty good team. You should have a positive for and against. You've got team seven and eight now with a negative for and against, but they're in the top eight. Because when yeah, they get beaten, yeah, they get beaten by big scores. So there is a bit of a anomaly in our game at the moment. Hopefully, it's going to be corrected. Yeah. And we've got to go back. And I keep telling people, I'm glad we're not running soccer. Because imagine us, past to Be, if they're running soccer and after 90 minutes, the score is 0-0, zero, zero. <laughs> they would find it boring. You know, they'd say, Jesus, let's change the rules. Why don't we have 15 goals a game? Wouldn't it be wonderful <laughs> if we have 15 goals? Bang, bang, bang. But they don't change it because people who follow soccer, to them, is religion. It's been like that for 150 years. You don't change it. And not many rule changes either, Nick. No, there are no rule changes, and they love it the way it is. And we And we need to go back to that, I think, a bit. Otherwise, we're going to lose a lot of uh, supporters and ratings, you know.
1: Yeah, I'm so glad you said it. Speaking of going back, I was talking to a player who was at the club uh, under you, Nick, and uh, and Jack, Brett Gillard today, and former Rooster, you know, and uh, 89, class of 90, and I was telling him we were having an interview, and he said, I'd love to hear from Nick, his point of view. And you've just said it. We've got to go back. His view is we've got a top 30 squad, 13 players sit on the sideline. We need a reserve grade. So when guys like Sam Walker, the younger brigade, get injured, they can come back through. We want to put our SG ball, Matthew Shield, all in the same season, not in the off-season. No no no, 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 no. seem to have lost our way. Would you agree with that? We
0: have, for sure, especially with this COVID has knocked us around. You see that the other day we are running out of troops and we're playing guys that haven't played for six months. Poor old uh, the winger, you know. Um, poor old Abbey, yeah, he, he hadn't played for what six months or more. Then with a few of the other kids too, they're they're coming on because we're shorter players. And we definitely, you know, this COVID has really knocked her around uh, all that, you know. So hopefully we can get back to some normality next year, you know. But one good thing about this year is that because of the injuries we had, which have been massive, we've sort of uh, given a lot, a lot of time to some of the young guys coming through they're getting a, so we're getting them ready even a bit maybe a season earlier than we would have uh, we wouldn't have done that if we had everybody playing so it's that's one positive coming out of these injuries and this a situation we got with uh, young guys getting a lot of game time, you know.
2: Couldn't agree more, Nick. I think we've blooded around nine or ten. You mentioned Brad yep. Abbey. We've got young yep. blokes like Egan Butcher. Egan um, Butcher. There's been a number yep. of them, um, young Baker as well. And
0: that final White's going to be a superstar, and he's going to be. He's getting a bit of game time now, so it's all it's all great.
2: So, looking at that, Nick, how proud are you of this young squad and what we've achieved so far this season and where we are today?
0: Made very very proud. You know where we're we finishing. It's it's unbelievable. A lot of uh, credit must go to Robbo and, and the coaching staff. You know they've done such a massive job, and you can see we've got the, the best coach in the business to be able to hold them together and create their team spirit. And you can see last weekend, you know, last Friday night, how the the the, the, the guys on the sideline reacted. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, for which sure. I know we got fine and everything, but it's fantastic for the players and our supporters. It shows you the spirit that we have. You know.
2: I'm not sure if you follow much social media, Nick, but there's plenty of Roosters fans out there that are prepared to put their hand in their pocket to uh, square up some of that forty thousand. So yeah, I know, uh, you must be happy well, about I that.
0: Of course, from uh, two or three sponsors and chairman club members, they want to tip in. But it's okay, we can handle it, mate. <laughs> 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 right.
1: Nick, I think Cooper's trying to give back some money you might have given when he was a ball boy. <laughs>
0: that would be right,
2: Nick. You touched on Robbo. Uh, we spoke to him earlier in the year, about the halfway mark, and we asked him if he, you know, put his teacher's hat on and how he'd grade you Know the season that at that uh, moment in time, and he gave it a B. plus. Looking back at the year we've had and the, the you know the highs and lows of the season, where would you grade it?
0: Well, I'll grade it higher because nobody expects us to finish where we finished with the, with the injuries we had. I mean, I don't know what's happening. There's a big question mark, uh, and we're trying to resolve, uh, and all our coaching staff and, uh, and Robbie's like, why are we getting so many injuries? You know, like it's a big question mark. I mean, we had six. Yeah, six ACLs in two seasons—it's unheard of. You know, if you normally if you get one in three or four years, you think you think you had bad luck having one. To have six in two is like just crazy. You know, try and work out why. Uh, I mean, our training hasn't changed, our trainers haven't changed, our you know high-performance guys are the same. So I don't know—is is it the ground? Is it bad luck, or what?
1: And, and Nick, I think you're 100% right. I think the fans share your opinion and, and you know that's why you're our leader. I know we'll get it sorted out because we've got a great crew. But speaking no, of we which...
0: Will. We will. We're going to do very well next year, believe me. Yeah.
1: And speaking of that... Look, we don't want to touch on the incident with Luttrell. That's been done by the papers and the media and everything else. But I know how much you love the players. I know how much the players love you in return because you not only you put your money with your mouth, if you ride the roller coaster with them with their oh, injuries. Mate,
0: I was shattered. Uh, Joey Joey, Joey I forget about the result. Just the fact, when you see that scene on TV that he went back to Luttrell with tears in his eyes, his face busted. And he didn't go back with any animosity or to have a fight. He went back and said, well, listen, like, why? Why? What's the matter with you? And probably use a few other words. We're good mates. We played together. We won two grand finals together. Why why did you do that? That, to me, just broke me up. I I had tears in my eyes. And I spoke to him on Saturday and Sunday, and I spoke to his parents in New Zealand on Sunday. And, uh, you know, they're such a good family. His parents are beautiful people. And, and how Danny's is he a beautiful next? guy. No, it's fantastic, mate. He's so he's back in, in with the boys. He went there last night, wherever they're staying, Maroochydore, Sunshine Coast, and he's good and he's recovering well. His face, Robert said to me this morning, his face is really swollen up, but that's expected, you know. He's got a three plates there and some screws. Don't know how they do it all, it's hard to tell, but you know. So, but he's positive and he's putting it behind him and he's looking forward to next year. And, um, He's such a wonderful guy, and, and what a great player. But we're going to miss him because we've got two or three of these players that got this X factor. How many times have you seen him pull out a try from nowhere yet?
2: Unbelievable. He did it last
0: week. Even in that in that game on Friday night, that try he scored, you know, when he went up and and, and brought the ball in with his left hand and, and grounded. I think whatever, I think that might have been in, in Luttrell's mind, you know, because he was there when he scored. He probably had that in his mind, so when he saw him coming, he said, no way you're going to go through and went in and smashed him, you know, which wasn't necessary, really. It wasn't necessary.
2: Nick, touching on the the playing group, obviously up there uh, on the sunny coast, uh, we know how much you love being around the players. For you personally, how has it been, you know, being away from oh, the players about, for such a long amount so of time? Much,
0: it's hard. It's tough. It's tough, but you can't do much about it, you know, but uh, it's been good sort of watching them on TV, you know, and uh, but hopefully we'll be over it in the pre-season, you know, uh, and get a decent pre-season in and uh, get going. I'm going to be interested to see what happens with the crowds. I think we all have to be vaccinated to go, uh, which is, you know, uh, I think we have to. I mean, I know some people don't believe in that, but I think if you go to to a stadium or anywhere where there's a crowd, I think you want to feel comfortable that you're not going to sit next to somebody who's going to give you the virus, you know. So I think 90% of the people will support that, and we've just got to get around the other, the small minority that, that don't believe in it, you know. So.
1: Well, Nick, speaking of uh, the crowds and the fans and uh, the opportunity here, is we know how much work you've done in the background, and as the backbone of our club and our new home ground, we know how much we miss our home ground. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with the cricket ground if you're nostalgic and we love it, but to have a purpose-built stadium at the Roosters, I mean, I can't wait to see how proud and happy you'll be with the amount of work you've put in. What have we got to look forward to?
0: And that, that's, uh, and Robbo, that is going to be our home. That is our ground. That is our home. And that's what we're going to try and instill in the players and the team is that that's our home. We've been there. We were there with the, the stadium that was pulled down, Allianz, and then we were there before with the old sports ground going back 80 years. So nobody else has played there. So that's our turf. That's our home. And uh, and it's going to be fantastic, you know.
1: Nick, on that note, I mean, having a home ground like that, being in, as you say, it's been our home for 80 years. We love the old sports ground. We pulled it down. We love Dalian Stadium. We've pulled it down. We're going to love this new stadium being at home. It's a pretty solid progress from our club. And, you know, to have a coach like Robbo, to have a board like we've got, to have a Leela like yourself. When you look at the Roosters, can you benchmark us with another organisation in the world, another sporting organisation? Do you have a benchmark?
0: We learned a lot when we went to Barcelona Football Club, and they're the best sporting club in the world. And we learned yeah. a lot from them. Mm-hmm. And we also learned a lot about their academy they're running, which we're going to launch next year. You know, we started a foundation, and the money we've raised already, all the people around the club, the chairman's Club, and sponsors about $1.9 million is sitting there in the foundation trust account. And that's going to be, we want to build the best academy, not build physically, but the the, the program and bring through some elite young kids. They're going to be ro- roosters for life, you know, and um, make sure they get the best coaching, the best training, whether it's speed, kicking or whatever, and uh, bring through an elite. And that's what the Barcelona Football Club is built on. The academy is fantastic. We saw a team there in, I think it was 2011 or something, uh, 2011. Yeah, they they won just about every, every trophy in Europe in soccer, you know. 10 out of the 11 players, including Messi, were from their academy. And that, when I saw that and we were there, we got a message. That's the way to go forward. So we're going to put a lot of effort and money and, and quality uh, people to to develop the best academy. And the ground is going to be fantastic. As you know, we've done a 25-year deal to play there, and also we're building our own. We, we signed the contract yesterday with um, John Holland to build our our offices are, well, the centre of excellence, as they call it, inside the, the stadium. We're going to be the only football club there. It's going to be up home, you know, and uh, it's going to be fantastic facilities. The facilities around the stadium are, are awesome, you know, as it is with the old, there's a swim pool, there's tennis courts, there's going to be parking there. Uh, so it's going to be a fantastic uh setup for the Roosters for life, basically. It's unique to have our... They have this great uh, set-up inside the stadium, you know, with our sign outside the stadium, Sydney Roosters, you know.
1: Yeah, which would be brilliant. I speak people driving down Moorpark Road, they know that's our home, which is which is amazing. Nick, in your opinion, with all this great stuff to look forward to for our fans and everyone loves hearing from you on Roosters Radio and we get you on every year, just in your opinion, you know, not as a former player, but as a backbone, who's seen so much and, you know, the first ever sponsor, there's so many boxes you've ticked in rugby league and, you know, you owe it nothing, it owes you a lot. What do you think makes a first grade player?
0: First of all, you know, you've got to have some ability. But secondly, you've got to be a good person and, and, then, and it's a passion and attitude. I mean, you've got to just train and train and train. That's one thing we picked up from you know, Barcelona. You know, when you go to the academy, there's young kids they put in there ages 15, 16, 17. They practice, practice, practice. I think they, they said one of the statistics like these kids in camp, in, in the academy, like they they pass the ball 64,000 times a season to each other until they can do with their eyes closed, you know what I mean? So it's all about practice and we need to get better at all that with kicking and everything else, you know. It's hard work and attitude and you've got to be a good person and we don't want players around that got bad bad attitude or, you know, got issues. So I think we're developing that now, you know. We haven't got too many players that are a bit scatty, you know.
2: Nick? I want to take you back to probably 2012 prior to the appointment of Robbo. Uh, you know, he's coaching over there in Europe. And, and history showed that Roosters usually chase a big name when it comes to a coach. What was it about Robbo that you knew he was the right fit for the club, test sight unseen?
0: Yeah, well, Robbo was with, with us in 2010, you know, under Smith. I watched him and I, I, I could see that he was he had some really unique qualities about him. He connected so well with the players. And I just felt he was a man from that experience with him, and that's why we got him back.
1: Yeah, certainly a great move for us. Nick, finally, uh, we know your time's important. We very much value it on Roosters Radio, but just last question, what's the vision and, and what's the legacy you'd like to leave our club, and, and where do you see our club in the next 15 years or so?
0: Well, uh, Rob and I, you know, we talked, we want to turn Roosters in into the Man United, a classy outfit, quality club, and be a winning club, so we're always in the top four or five, you know, every season, which we, I think we're getting there now. And that's the best thing you can do. And you can build that by having good people. And, and as we said before, the developing this academy and uh, we're going to have a great facilities. So I can't see we can't be the man united of uh, rugby league in Australia, you know, which means that Robo i said to him, you know, Ferguson was there 21 years. So I said, you've got, you've got a long way to go, you know.
2: I put a statue of him out the front of the, the new stadium by then, Nick.
0: Yep, yep, I hope so. We should winning if we win a few more premierships as we will over oh, the next 10 years. We've got it on record.
2: Now, listen, before we let you go, there is a game of football on Thursday night against your old mate Ricky Stewart and his Raiders. They don't like us either.
0: No. How do you say that? Going? It's going to be a tough because to them it's like a grand final. They have to win to get in the eight. They have to win. And uh, nothing would be good if we win too because that means it knocks them out and we play the Sharks, I suppose. Otherwise, we'll have the finish playing Newcastle. But irrespective, we'll put on a good show. And and I think uh, now that I'm, you know, speaking on my favourite radio show, you know, Risted Radio. I don't know if you guys are know, but the team uh, we have got Matt Cavalla coming back, which I think we needed badly on the wing, is in the side for, the, for tomorrow night. So well, that's good news.
1: That's a great yeah. scoop, and I didn't even have
0: to go through Buzz. Yeah, and of course that. we know the others are all coming back with uh, Angus, uh, Josh Morris, and. Um, Adam Kieran? Yeah, Adam Kieran, Adam Kieran. And now when, uh, we, were a bit, we didn't expect Matty to come back, but he's, he's come back, which is good because, you know, we needed that uh, extra experience on the wing, you know. So we, we have a yeah, pretty good side finally this week, you know. And next week, of course, first round of the playoffs, we've got uh, Victor coming back. So hopefully we can uh, give it a bit of a shake, you know.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Nick, um, you know, talking about leadership and, and, and getting good players back, this year we lost two of the greats and two that are close to your heart. They dominate that wall up at Carrington Road and I, I dare say, uh, no doubt, the artist will be putting uh, putting another photo up there when we win another premiership. But just your thoughts on Jake Friend and uh, Boyd Cordner's contribution to this club and how important they were to us.
0: Very, very important. and. It's a uh, you know it was sad, but the government was the right decision for both of them. They have got to look after themselves, and we supported that as much as it hurts on the field. Because don't forget, those two and the other guy we keep forgetting we had last year, Mitch Orbo. Those three guys, Orbo, you know Boyd and Friendy, they're probably a, a three best defenders on the field. So you have to have uh, all three in such a short period of time, it's really a big blow. And they're good, like, uh, good guys, but all three. You know, we're staying with the club in some capacity. So they're going to be around for a long time, all three working for the club. So that's what the roost is all about. You know, you've got to look after the guys that, you know, stay with us right through their playing career. All three are one-club players, you know. So they're going to be with us for a long time to come.
1: Yeah, well, speaking about being with us for a long time to come, I happened to do some research on your family history, and the reason they called you Nick is because you're in pretty good Nick. So let's make sure you stay around for uh, a lot longer, uh, mate. celebrating your birthday a bit, but I've
0: got a couple too, more Nick. years. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah, got a couple more years in me, I think, but anyway. But I'll be around too. If I'm not there, I'll be around.
1: You'll be around, mate. We love okay.
0: having you around, and we've uh, really appreciated right. your time. Mate, thank okay. you so much. And keep up Go the, the good work, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Nick.
3: Welcome back to Roosters Radio. Well, boys, what an amazing chat that was with the one and only chairman of the Roosters, Nick Politis. What an interview.
1: Yeah, Bells, look, he gave us some real insights. And what we love is he's so accessible, mate. It doesn't matter who you are in the club. You know, talking about Ring and Joey Manu's parents, that's the type of guy he is. I was at Waverley Oval. I'm the president of the Paddington Colts Junior Rugby, and I'm proud of it. And I'm proud of our three Junior Rugby League clubs. To turn to my left and see Nick Politis at Waverley Oval on a Sunday, I said, what are you doing? He said, oh, mate, I'm here to watch our, our young side. That is commitment. You tell me another chairman of an NRL club that turns up to a local ground to see some junior rep footballers and the stars of the future. He wants to know the size of their jersey. And that's what I love about him, mate. He leaves no stone unturned. He bleeds red, white and
2: blue he bush. He's been
1: doing it for 45 years. He is the backbone of this club, mate. And he has done such an amazing job. As I said in the interview... Rugby league owes him a lot. He owes it nothing. And it's so good, the accessibility. It's so good, the chat. And it's so good to have a leader of that type of strength.
3: Spot on, Bush. Now changing gears into some footy this weekend. We take on the Raiders on Thursday night, 10 to 8 p.m. on Thursday night up there in the sunshine Queensland state. It's going to be a tough game. It's a battle for the top four for us to get into the top four. Those Canberra boys are big boys, but we've got some big names coming back in.
2: Yeah, that's right, Bells, we sure do. Uh, Joshi Morris returning, Adam Kieran returning, Madika Valu returning, JWH returning, and of course, Angus Crichton returning. So five big names uh, will be a welcome addition to our squad. Look, Nick said it in the interview just uh, there, Canberra got everything to play for. They've got a a top eight spot up for grabs. So, you know, they're going to be hungry and they need to win. So it's going to be a really tough match. It's good for our side because it'll just build that resolve that we need heading into the, the semifinals. And I think it's going to be a, a real, real good game.
1: Yeah, look, my thoughts are, I, I think we're this year is also building for next year. If we were to make the grand final, you never say never with this side, it would be a massive achievement. I think we've already overachieved this year based on the amount of adversity we've had. So I think Coach Robinson's going to get these young players primed and ready. And I love that the little insight that we got that he challenges the players. He doesn't so much, he's not after a win, Against the opposition so much Of course that's a byproduct He's after a win of them against themselves They've got to challenge themselves to be better And I love that the boys are going to come out there You know we're under strength We've got people all over different positions With Joey gone now um, And a flood of great players coming back I think we're a really big chance of beating Canberra I think it'll be a tight one But I'm calling Roosters 20, Canberra 12
2: 20 to 12
3: Yeah I like it Bush
1: What
2: about you Bills? How are you seeing this one?
3: Look, I'm seeing it a battle up the front again. As I said a moment ago, they do have some big forwards there that we just need to, um, you know, shut down and close out. But um, I'm seeing it a closer game. I'm seeing it um, a low-scoring game, 16 to 12. Our way, of course, um, but I'm actually really looking forward to seeing Hutchinson take on White there—the battle of the five eights, two old school five eights. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that, and I'm looking forward to Crichton coming back in and seeing him hit the field, and also just having those strong centers back in their positions. You know, we we've been out of position a little bit, as you said, and I'm looking forward to seeing Jay Moz and also um, Kieran coming back in, and he's going to slot back into that center position.
1: Silky little score prediction from you.
3: Yeah, well, just on that, Bells. I think it'd be interesting to see where the centre
2: pairings match up on the on the weekend. I think we'd probably have Joshie Morris on the left hand side with Toops outside him. So we've got some, and then uh, Angus on on the inside of him as well. So our left hand attack is still pretty uh, potent. So you know that's a big tick for us. Look, I can't wait to see Big Papa up against JW Ace, the two alpha males just going at it hammering tongs. Two great players. I think you're right, Pels. I think it's going to be won and lost through the middle. Like I said earlier, they're just going to have to turn up. It's going to be physical. Uh, They've got plenty to play for, uh, the Raiders, but I think we should hopefully be, uh, be good enough when the whips are cracking there on Thursday night. And I'm going to say Roosters 18, Canberra Raiders 12.
1: Yeah, well, very close in scores. And, Bells, uh, you've predicted a tight one. So one of us are going to be right. Uh, as long as we get the chocolates, I know it'll make our chairman and uh, this uh, Roosters Radio podcast very happy. Well, that's it for another episode of Roosters Radio.
2: We want to thank our special guest, St. Nick himself, Nick Pilatus chairman of the club. You've been listening to Roosters Radio.
1: each to win. win.
2: You've been listening to a Radio Hub production. For more information, visit radiohub.com.au.